0: Jamie, welcome. welcome Hi. Diddy TV. We have Jamie White in the studio, and it is so exciting to have you here. Thanks. It's my pleasure to be here. and set, great band, all those fun things, and Thank you. so glad that you could make it. And um, you're from uh, LA, right?
1: Yeah, I live in LA. I've been there for like 11 years. Um, I grew up in Washington State, but I've uh, been down. You're a West LA. Coast girl.
0: Yeah, right. In general. Yeah. So, so, how are you dealing with the heat and humidity? It's kind of <laughs> sticky. Kind of sticky. Yeah,
1: but. I spent almost all this summer in Texas, though, touring around. So I got kind of used to it. But, man, it's different. It's different every area of the U.S. we travel to. You know, we'll be in the desert one day and the next day, like, in total humidity. and It's crazy. you
0: enjoy touring? I love touring, mm-hmm. yeah. Get to meet new people all the time, introduce yeah. them to your music.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's an adventure every day.
0: So when did you pick up a guitar? How old I, were you?
1: I got my first guitar... When I was five, um, my parents played music. My dad played guitar and my mom sang and they both wrote songs. So, they, yeah, they picked me up an old, it's really cool, it's an old um, 1955 Duosonic Fender. I love a yeah. Duosonic. Yeah, it's so cute, man. Uh, short, I still Short have it. neck? Yeah, so it's like a three-quarter scale mm-hmm. guitar. Yeah, I still have it because it's just, like, one Those of Those are classics. Things. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely... I mean, I actually need to fix the pickup on it because I would love to to play some, like, bottleneck on it or something. And... I can
0: introduce you to someone who can just redo the whole thing for you. Perfect. Done, <laughs> Done deal. Let's do it. So you picked up a guitar. You started singing. Um, what kind of music yeah. w- uh, were you sort of introduced to, and what did you
1: yeah. like growing up? Um, I grew up on, like... Such a variety of music, you know, everything from folk to country to classic rock, um, a lot of R&B and soul. Uh, But I'd say, like, you know, I grew up at, because my parents were in the scene, um, I grew up going to concerts a lot. And so I grew up at... Were they actually in a
0: band or were they... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my
1: dad was a songwriter and um, my mom um, sang backups for him and then she got asked to do some backing vocals for, like, the movie Porky's.
0: I know that movie.
1: Yeah, she was on the soundtrack, right? Oh, that's great. Yeah, and um, and I think she sang on a Skunk Baxter rec- record. Okay. Like, bass player from Doobie Brothers, right? Um, and uh, my dad used to hang out with, like, uh, a lot of people, but, like, Bob Ware from The Grateful Dead. and um, So I grew up at, like, Grateful Dead shows, Neil Young shows. Um, Steve Cropper was a family friend, so we'd see Booker T a lot. And uh, so I grew up around like seeing that live music um, But like in the house I can remember as a kid Which is really fun now to throw it on, on uh, in the van and, and make the guys like sing along to like the B-52s <laughs> And like uh, the Pretenders um, Chrissy Hahn, one of my Chrissy favorites Hine, yeah
0: She's badass
1: Badass, yeah
0: Incredible lyrics too Oh yeah like, Incredible Guitar lyrics. player Guitar player Everything. The whole
1: deal um, so, yeah, Pretenders were big in my house. Tom Petty was huge. Um, Rolling Stones, my parents were really big Rolling Stones fans. Um, but also, and then my mom really was good about turning me on to, like, um, Hank Williams, Sr. Um, Some of the classics. Classics. And, and we grew up, and then a lot of, like, a lot of Little Feet, too. Um, oh, I love Little Feet. Yeah, lloyd George. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonnie Raitt. Actually, my first concert that really impacted me was, I don't know, it was, like, I can't recall if I was four or five, but it's one of my first memories was um, seeing Bonnie Ray, And then backstage, I got to meet her, and uh, we both had cowboy boots on. So, uh, so, she you know, cool on so she was cool. And so she was <laughs> cool. I was like, and I, it was a big deal. I think I went up to her and I was like, "I like your purple cowboy boots." And she's like, "I like yours." And I was like, "This is it. I'm. Hooked. I gotta be like. I gotta be like her." Well, I saw her play guitar, you know, play bottleneck and sing, incredibly you know songs she wrote and i was just like pretty pretty struck
0: by that so when did
1: you, you think know. i'm going to make music
0: my career well
1: you know i kind of thought all along i mean there were times in elementary school where i was like i want to be a comedian or an fbi agent but like you know those are more illusions and i knew those are more far-fetched than me just actually we had a good example (laughs) your parents were actually
0: in the business and
1: yeah yeah I mean they definitely they struggled um and and my dad became a a contractor and all that um and then but always music was taught as a form of um you know just expression creativity creativity expression it was just kind of how I mean I guess coming from both both of them we all kind of got the gene um my sister's a fine artist but my other sister and I are very musical um, and very much into lyrics and uh, poetry and
0: all that geeky stuff. And I love your lyrics. Oh, thank you. Thank and that you. you got a recording contract when you were young. I 18 did. or?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I signed it when I was 17. My mom signed it with me. Um, yeah. So I was technically, uh, yeah, I was still in high school. I had, this was probably my second band. I'd already had a band when I was like 14. And then um, I made a couple demos. The second demo got to a guy that had a brother down in L.A., and uh, the, the guy flew up, saw a show, and 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 signed us. Uh, or signed me, and and um, I went and wrote a lot of songs, did a lot of recording. Um, we made one record um, that did get placed in in movie soundtracks and uh, a couple in movies as well so that was a good good uh shoe in you know good little window to crawl in to the business and you
0: had uh so you were sort of sidetracked for a bit
1: yeah yeah I was I mean well what's interesting around that time I don't know if you recall like Napster and, and oh file yeah sharing so that you know and whether or not that changed the business for the worst or not it I don't was know. rocking
0: the music business world for yeah, sure yeah
1: right and so around that time uh my label as well as like everyone else did not know what to do with the lack of uh record sales and stuff sure. and it just going away. So I uh, got sort of stuck in this contract where I was kinda like Everyone's just recovering from Yeah, that, and no really. one knew what to mm-hmm. do. Um so yeah, I mean I and I was already like a wild child, I think, throughout, you know, um
0: teenage years and uh and then I was like just out of teenage years and early well, you started really young. Yeah, so you're kind of growing up in front of everybody.
1: Kind of, kind of, um, and you know, just like that stereotypical rock star thing. And it's like you know, a lot of alcohol around, a lot of a lot of drugs and stuff. And um, and I just have that gene. It just does not mix with me. I just I'm, I'm Irish and Native American. Maybe it's that, but like I don't know. Maybe I just my dad had it. Like another sister got it. Everybody's got that gene. So I. I, like, definitely became uh, um, addicted to some substances and, and had to go do a little time
0: for what some was that poor like?
1: decisions. Um, it was, like, it made awful. Did you never want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, <laughs> awful, pretty much. Uh, yeah, no, L.A. County, um, uh, you know, it's a huge city, so they're going to get a lot, a lot of people. And, and I committed the perfect crime so that I was in with all, like, the heavy hitters and convicts and you know, people with really high bail, and so I, it was an eye-opener. I, I, I bet mean, it was an eye-opener. I opener. mean, I was no angel. Like, I'm not saying I was an angel, but definitely I was still a free-loving hippie where I was like, whoa, it's with all the fighting, guys, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah, so it was a little rough, a little rough. But, a lot um, of
0: material there, though.
1: Absolutely, man. I, and thankfully, I had that that expression, that tool that my my parents gave me I mean they didn't have a lot to give but they gave me that and that is you know this whole thing at least you know it's it's helped me survive life on earth is just writing and um, even just poetry even just journaling even uh, I would make short stories or uh, or poems or write funny songs about different deputies um, and, uh, and that's how
0: I dealt with it right uh, and and Felony Blues is yes. the name of the album, and I'm assuming that some of that experience yeah. rolled into that album. Yeah,
1: it's so. Felony Blues is a combination of um, the experience being incarcerated um, for that short time, and, and it was only eight months. Like, that's short time. Long enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I dodged a bullet, I dodged um, hard prison time. I, I took a plea that got me out of doing hard prison time. Uh, in exchange, I got a felony strike, which. Uh, that's for life. I mean, that's wild to me. But nonetheless, it was what I needed. Uh, I definitely deserved the uh, um, the uh, punishment. And uh, it got me into recovery and whatnot. But um, um, so I digress. But what I mean is Felony Blues was um, from the incarceration and also life after with, um, you know, so, so there's a little bit of recovery. And there's also a lot of like living with a felony. And I'm not saying like I'm a victim. I kind of like talk about it more so to um, bring awareness to the fact that a lot of people are living with, with really gnarly felonies and they don't have, you know, like I've got a really wonderful mother that is very supportive and, and friends and family friends and things like people that I could lean on for jobs that because it's I have very to hard someone. to get a job. Oh, yeah. After you get out of no, No, I had to know so. yeah. I mean, I literally, I would, uh, man, I walked in, like, Petco did not want to hire me. I was like, I love animals, <laughs> please. <laughs> no, like, you know, it's just
0: corporations, they just can't. Well, they're not listening to your story.
1: No, and they're not does, really nowhere listening. on my charge does it say this person was addicted to drugs and 20 years, or 21 years old. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, which, you know, just brings me again around to the the fact that I'd, I'd like to raise awareness that a lot of people, these, you know, once you get a criminal record, nowhere does it say, hey, there's a backstory to this, or like, hey, this chick took the rap for her, like, greaser boyfriend, or, hey, this gal grew up in the ghetto, like, and I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about people that have it much uh,
0: harder. Harder, right. Yeah. So... That is not a lot of forgiveness in that system.
1: No, there's just not a lot of um,
0: understanding, forgiveness,
1: understanding, or Mm -hmm. even um, explaining. Uh, Right. You know. So, I'm passionate about that stuff clearly, and and um, so felony blues was sort of an opportunity. So first of all, it was a nod to penitentiary blues by David Allen Coe and uh, and that's another artist that that did hard time. He did hard time. He did. He did hard time. Um you know, and then uh came out and and, and kind of got it back together and and this fantastic singer. And one of the right. one
0: of the songs on the album is by is a cover of a Merle Haber, Haggard song. That's right.
1: Yeah, and so Merle it was a little bit
0: of a nod to. Yes, uh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that was a big um big source of encouragement for me. Was like Um, there's something about, you know, a lot of shame comes with making a mistake on that level and changing my, you know, future, you know, by changing my like career future, you know,
0: indefinitely. It's like, uh, when you're very lucky, you have have a talent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know because, um, I mean, and, and for a long time, it's, it's been hard to generate money via that talent too so it was like I've always had a side hustle I call it you know that uh, a lot of
0: musicians do
1: oh yeah and it, and then if you want to fund another creative endeavor you you got to keep kind of in the hustle um, so I remember though my mother told me at one point you know when I was in in jail she was like well, people like, you know, remember Merle Haggard did Time and, like, David Ellen Coe and these, you know, great, a lot of great artists have of
0: um And they went on mistakes. to have incredibly successful careers in music. Yes,
1: yeah, and, like, Merle, and I don't know if you know the story, I love the story about Merle being San Quentin and Johnny Cash coming into play. And Tell then, me the story. A, I mean, well, it's just that. It's just, yeah. the, like, he was so inspired. So, Johnny Cash is, Merle's doing time at San Quentin in California and Johnny Cash comes in to give a concert for the inmates, and he's and Merle's in the audience, and it just, it moved him, um, so greatly. And and it wasn't long after that that Merle, really picked up, um, his career and really like took it by the reins and and uh, I think straightened out his life as a result. Like it, the odd thing to me, and this is what I could relate to, is, people are always like, you know, I'm in recovery now. People are like, how do you do it on the road and stuff? And I'm like. Honestly, if I'm working, like it keeps me out of trouble. Like I'm playing in bars, but I'm I'm working. You're working. I, I'm working, and I'm like learning. You know, always learning. So I'm focused on that. You know, um. So playing music actually saved my life. You know, it, it keeps me out of
0: trouble, and it's it's uh, it's just been that constant. When you you have an incredible guitar. Tell me about your Fender.
1: Oh, my Fender, my Fender Parlor. Where is she?
0: you somewhere um, <laughs> um yeah the paramount series is super
1: rad i i love that guitar um and i like that it's a that triple o body style um uh like all the it's a very old school thing to play like a smaller guitar i like the way they project quite a bit and it's great for finger picking um also for me like i i'm not super strong i can't carry like I don't want to carry a huge dreadnought around all the time, so it's it's the perfect guitar for me on that.
0: You know, I play the violin. I'm trying to learn guitar, oh, and really? uh, the bigger guitars just seem too big to me. So I like yeah. a parlor guitar or parlor something with a shorter neck.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, parlor would be good. Then oh, fiddle, man, uh, violin and fiddle has like that's the hardest posture. <laughs> Boy, I mean I get guitar, guitar shoulder a lot and stuff, but man, it's like I'll be complaining and I look over at like a violinist, like massaging her yeah, shoulder. Your necks and like, are all okay. always messed up. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, no, it's crazy. So what's what's next for you? Are you touring on this album? Are you are yeah. you still writing? Yeah. Do you have another album in your future? I'm
1: writing all the time. I'm very inspired right now. Um on the road it's funny. It's like uh I don't always have time to be writing with a guitar, and I don't always write with a guitar anyways. I usually write melodies in my head that I jot down and then work Then arrange it later? Yeah. Um, but so it's funny. I've been – it's a lot of memos in my phone right now, and then there's – or just sometimes they just come all the way. They just, like, spill out, and I'm like, oh, perfect, cool. Um, and uh, so we're playing some of those new songs on the road, just working them out, working out the kinks, and, um, and uh, started working on a new record. Uh, I can't really say much about that, but um, I'm really excited. And, like, I've learned so much over the last couple of years with this this record and um, touring. I mean, just being completely submerged in music, uh, studying, listening. Um, I get to produce a friend's album next month. Oh, that's really – that's great. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, because it's kind of something that I've always wanted to do, To produce records, and, I don't know, let alone – be a professional singer songwriter was just a little bit far-fetched but but it's becoming you know these things that I've considered dreams are becoming goals now which is um pretty cool and uh so I you've been recognized
0: by so many people they're saying you've got what it takes yeah, and you're the nice. you're one of these people we need to be watching and it was just so incredible to have you in the studio today um, we hope that you come back when you put out your new album I would love to.
1: Yeah, you guys run a really, really pro operation here. I mean, just – and the
0: vibe is – it's beautiful in here. Um, And in Memphis. In Memphis. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming, and um, we look forward to having you back. My pleasure. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, that was fun.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.